When my mother was six years old, she often pretended she was a horse. Painfully shy, she preferred galloping around on four legs to the ordeal of talking to strangers on two. The Germans were bombing London and southern England at the time, a source of terror for many children, and my grandparents, concerned about her safety, heightened her anxiety by sending her off to boarding school. Once there, my mother would cavort outside for hours. When that wasn't feasible, she withdrew to a practice room and played the piano with quiet intensity. No one found her especially odd or recommended medication for her quirky behavior. My grandparents shrugged off her equestrian impressions as the charming eccentricity of a girl blessed with a vivid imagination and waited patiently for her to change. Years later, still playing the piano and still unconventional, she became a renowned music therapist and lecturer at London's Nordoff Robbins Centre for Children with Learning Difficulties. In my mother's generation, shy people were seen as introverted and perhaps a bit awkward, but never mentally ill. Adults admired their bashfulness, associating it with bookishness, reserve, and a yen for solitude. But shyness isn't just shyness anymore. It's a disease. It has a variety of overwrought names, including social anxiety and avoidant personality disorder, afflictions said to trouble millions, almost one person in five, according to some estimates. And since the early 1990s, when the U.S. Food and Drug Administration agreed that powerful psychotropic drugs were suitable ways of treating these conditions, countless Americans and Britons have daily swallowed large doses of Paxil, Prozac, Zoloft, and other pills for routine emotions that experts now consider medical conditions. Unlike my countrymen in Britain, Americans are regarded as the most gregarious people on earth. So when large numbers of them say they find talking to a stranger terrifying and claim they would rather die than make a public speech, something dramatic is happening. It is a part of the American character, Thomas Jefferson once enthused, to consider nothing as desperate, to surmount every difficulty by resolution and contrivance. Nowadays, if we're to believe preeminent psychiatrists and fabulously profitable drug companies, almost 19% of the population is so fearful of others' judgments it shuns activities that would risk incurring them. Gone are the days when we could value exuberance and shyness, as well as a vast repertoire of similar moods. Today, many psychiatrists and doctors assert that those who aren't sufficiently outgoing may be mentally ill. One reason for the skyrocketing diagnoses is that doctors and psychiatrists require a very low burden of proof. They say social anxiety runs the gamut from stage fright to paralyzing fears of criticism and embarrassment. The most common nightmare scenarios are eating alone in restaurants, with fear of hand trembling a close second, and avoidance of public restrooms third. Some doctors also include, as symptoms of the disorder, fears of sounding foolish and of being stumped when asked questions in social settings, fears that doubtless afflict almost everyone on the planet. Considering these elastic guidelines, we can grasp quite easily why the illness is so widely diagnosed, but it's harder to say why so many take the diagnosis seriously, much less accept its judgment of mental debility. The transformation of shyness into a disease occurred behind the closed doors of carefully vetted committee meetings. 
Over the course of six years, a small group of self-selecting American psychiatrists built a sweeping new consensus. Shyness and a host of comparable traits were anxiety and personality disorders. And they stemmed not from psychological conflicts or social tensions, but rather from a chemical imbalance or faulty neurotransmitters in the brain. Beginning in 1980, with much fanfare and confidence in its revised diagnoses, the American Psychiatric Association added social phobia, avoidant personality disorder, and several similar conditions to the third edition of its massively expanded Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. In this 500-page volume, The Bible of Psychiatrists the World Over, the introverted individual morphed into the mildly psychotic person whose symptoms included being aloof, being dull, and simply being alone.